Sleepers Podcast, Friday, October 6th, live from my basement, live from Carter Elliott's room. Uh, Carter, do you have a bit today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. I already know that you have a bit because we're recording this out of order. You were going to lie to our audience. We don't lie to our audience, though. Uh, we Look, we had a Sleepers correspondent. Not going to spoil it, but Sleepers correspondent is on the show uh, later before we get to our segments today. So we're going to try to fly through the, the opening portions of our episode. Um, but Card, actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to show you, I've been making a couple eggs and there's no way this is, this is two <laughs> eggs over easy right here. I've got them. They're still simmering in the pan. I don't know if you can hear the sizzle right now. Um, but yeah, I've been cooking this up on a little cast iron skillet for the last 15 minutes while we've been talking. I uh, also have two pieces of turkey bacon. Make sure you eat turkey bacon. You don't need the added fat. It's significantly healthier for you. And if I do say so myself, it tastes better than regular bacon. So that's how I'm starting my Friday, my friend. Note that uh, you did not start the episode with a bit. I started the episode with your bit. That's crazy. And you did such a great job, too. That's Why didn't I bring up a pan when I did this? Mm, tough. Tough luck. So I'm just going to eat this while you take us to the Carter Elliott comment of the day. I'm 100%. Can I ask one question, though, before I get to my Carter like, comment of the day? Did you just have a hot pan just sitting on your desk? I have a, a – it's a skillet. I have a cast – like a – or no, no, it's in a cast iron skillet on uh, – what the hell do you call it? I would show it, but it's really bulky right here. Is it like a, a little burner thing? Like a little – It's like the – it's a skillet, like a flat skillet that you just – yeah, yeah, it's right here, portable. Okay. All right. Well, you, you enjoy that. Hopefully you seasoned your eggs because oh, I mean, okay they look good but I I'm a big pepper guy big pepper guy okay I'm good I love that for you uh, let's see here uh, pretty good shout out to the YouTube comment people by the way I just want to say that I know we don't read all the YouTube comments but we do actually look at them all um, so just you know shout out to you guys a lot of good engagement via contacts uh, via comments on here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't lose. This are you thing. a scrambled eggs guy, or are you like, how do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Really? All at all times? Uh, yeah, but like, I at the same time, like, I'll eat eggs in any form. But like, if I'm making them, scrambled, hundred percent. I'm a big over easy guy. That's my preference. I'm over easy if I'm putting it like on a sandwich or like a burger or something like that. But let's see here. Oh, okay. Here's a comment. This is from uh, one of my favorite commenters actually on our videos. I'm sorry if I'm kind of playing favorites here, but that boy from Illinois. Y'all can clown on Andy Katz all you want, but at the end of the day, he was a Barack Obama's bracket guy for eight years, is one of the most followed college basketball media personalities. Can't argue with a cushy job at Big Ten Network and March Madness. Okay, let me clear something up for you, everyone out there, all these listeners, real, real quick here. At the snap of a finger... I would trade places with Andy Katz. Okay. Let's not, we're clowning these lists. We're clowning these lists. Okay. And we're funny. We're having he he's and ha ha's about it. But I would want to be in Andy Katz's position right now. Andy Katz is fine. Andy Katz is good. Andy Katz at the Final Four last year dropped a list and then ran a 5K the next morning. Andy Katz is doing okay. I would kill to be Andy Katz, literally. Like I would, I would kill someone to be Andy Katz. Um, 
I mean, that's that's the dream. That's goals. No, I said it. I loved his list. That wasn't bullshit. He dropped his power forwards list yesterday. It was great, too. Every indie cast list hits. It's like a Drake album. Like some are better than others, but they all hit. Um, speaking of Drake album for all the dogs is out. We're going to get to that later in an entire segment. But you've changed. Let's just put that on record. You have changed. It's 1034 a.m. Eastern. And you haven't listened to the Drake album that dropped overnight. Yeah, I did. You know how I was telling people I tweeted someone like you need to mentally prepare for this. I did not do what I needed to do. I did not do it because I found myself uh, actually after having conversations in the discord, I was up until two and I was like, huh, like OVO radio starts at three thirty. I'm not necessarily that tired. Like maybe I can get the first couple songs live and then go to sleep. Uh, absolutely awful decision. I woke up at six and then I was like, I'm like too tired to even give this album a listen right now. If I listen to it, I wouldn't be able to, you know, function and or process any of this. So I'm just going to wait to listen to it. I, I feel like it deserves that. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk more about it in the segment. I hate that move though. I think it's an insane move. I feel like I don't know you anymore. We'll get to it later. Uh, thank you to that boy from Illinois. Thank you to the YouTube comments. Speaking of uh, Cart's time in the Discord last night, yeah, the Discord was popping the F off. And if you want to join the Discord, you can do so. There's a link in the description of every single video. Uh, we have the Sleepers Bets newsletter dropping today. Spoiler alert, while Cart's dropping the ball listening to Drake, I'm dropping the ball with the newsletter. It's 1035 in the morning. I haven't written my portion of the newsletter on a Friday morning. That's crazy. Normally, we drop it on Thursday. So, look, busy times over here at Sleepers Enterprise. We signed two people this week. What do you want from us, okay? Like, the offices are tough. Uh, again, guy, the list guy is guy number one. Sleepers correspondent is uh, guy number two, which will come out in about five minutes if you just stay tuned to the episode. But join the Discord, people. That's the point. Because uh, I've realized something last night with the Discord. It's a fun, awesome, happy community. Like, yesterday we're in there celebrating – uh basilla got a, a job offer from his internship that's incredible we absolutely love that round of applause for ethan basilla he drops it in the stay low and build channel we've got like a bunch of people congratulating him at the same time we had a baby announcement uh in the discord we have matt f who says he's been a little off the grid but he brought home a new sleepwalker congrats to matt f so everybody's out here doing big things. But then at 2.15 in the morning last night, I'm in hell arguing with people about whether Coleman Hawkins or Jet Howard had a better impact on their team last year. Like, <laughs> it's insanity, and I love it. Guy has really upped the activity in the Discord, and there's a lot of other people who are contributing to it for sure. Um, especially, I'm trying to remember who it was last night. I can't believe it. Ryan Lyon was carrying the torch in the Discord yesterday. So... Point is, I've realized this season's going to be crazy because when we actually have like games to talk about, we're going to need like real moderators. And uh, I think Basketball Jones was saying like this is going to grow a big amount once the season gets here. So if you're thinking about joining the Discord, join it now because you want to be one of the OGs before it actually gets crazy when the season gets here. And uh, it's already getting crazy and it's been a lot of fun. So there's my Discord plug. Let's go to comments from yesterday's episode. Because there was so much activity in the Discord, there is a lot of them. I'm going to try to fly through these quickly. Koi uh, says, Greg hating Carter's opening bit so much makes me love it so much. And the op I'm not going to lie. The opening bit seems to be a hit, Gregory, whether you like it or not. Because there was a YouTube comment saying that, talking about my opening bit, seven thumbs up on it. I mean, that's 
that's generational thumbs up in in sleepers YouTube territory. Yeah, that's high usage. Uh, Coy says it was not Tristan who left MSU out of the Sleepwalkers poll. Do you believe that? No, and <laughs> it's, I do not believe that for a second. I don't care. I think I do believe it, but I like blaming Tristan still. Well, if it's not, whoever did that needs to come forward immediately and stand shout, on. Shout out Tristan, who I tried to trade Justin Fields to in fantasy this week. And uh, he said, I don't trust Justin Fields. And then he dropped 42 points last night. Fam 33 says low key cart putting real effort into the bit. And you can tell by the variety through two weeks of it. We've seen a coffee cup, egg plate, mixing tool, energy bar, blender, water glass, parfait cup. If that isn't commitment to the creativity, I don't know what is. Look, I love fam and I love you, but like how low is the bar? On this add, hey, add, air fry, add air fryer to that list. How low is the bar? Like, are, we're just giving your wife credit for having a good stacked cupboard. That's all this is. I, I'm sorry. Do you do you not think that I grocery shop in this household? I don't believe you grocery shop. I do grocery shop. My wife, don't a, my, my wife is a vegan. So you grocery shop? So on a lot of times, well, not all the time, like we'll do pickups together, like of our groceries. But for a good amount of times, too, like we'll do separate grocery shopping just because like she wants to get certain things that they don't have at places I go. Yeah. OK. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm totally dismissing that as a thing. I don't think that's real. Okay. Bog says, I don't think Garrick Norman will redshirt and give up the opportunity to be on a national championship team. Even if he gets little to no minutes, it feels like he'd want to be a part of the team. I think you're still a part of the team if you redshirt like that's yeah. He's getting a ring and he's practicing and all that. And, and, he's, and he's, he's traveling. He's traveling. He's doing all that. Yeah, he would he would literally just I think play the same minutes if he redshirted or didn't redshirt. He would just have a year of eligibility. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Garrett cracks the rotation this year. I really like Garrett. Just Michigan State is loaded. They don't need uh, again back to yesterday's episode. Cart. Do they need 13 players? Do they need 13 rotation players? Is that how basketball works? I don't think so. God, uh, guy says he's certain that you go to the grocery store since he knows you can reach the top shelf. Also facts. Yeah, it is true. Coy is bringing out some Illinois roster stuff here, ignoring where they will play two, three, four. How many small forwards does Illinois have on their roster? Uh, off the top of my head, Damas, Ty Rogers, probably Terrence Shannon in that role too. Um, that I think those are the for sure ones. Goody. See, I I could say is Goody like six four? I don't know. In my head, yes. Okay. I uh, see. Uh, Goody's a two to me, but uh, shit. If you if you could ra- since we're a roundup podcast, we're gonna round up Luke Goody and is, put him at a three. Is Gary a three? Gary is a four. I think he's a three. I'm I'm gonna go five. Coy said four of the nine rotation guys are small forwards. I'm gonna go five, and I'm gonna put Gary a in there. Also, you could squint and tell me Coleman is a small forward. Also, uh, I think he would tell you he's a small forward before he would say he's a center. Uh, and then, yeah, Coy and Guy went back and forth with a lot of Illinois roster stuff. We're going to let that go. Guy says he wants to watch Dane run the five-minute mile. Coy says five-and-a-half-minute mile, just to be clear on that. We really think that happened? Yes, 100%. I don't think so. Fam says he's uh, – Wait, Greg, before you move on, I ran a six-minute mile at my Wait, size, and I was Dane. I was Dane's size. You didn't run a six-minute mile. Ask Zach. What, your freshman year in college? Every year in college, you had to run. I had to run a six-minute mile to be on the team. Starting, sorry, that started junior year. So last two years of college, I ran a six-minute mile. 
that got you onto the basketball team. There was kids that got didn't make didn't make the cut, and then the guards had to run in five thirty. Six minutes and fifty nine seconds. No, six minutes. And any seconds? No, six minutes straight. So you, then you ran a five minute mile. Then though. No, if I ran a five minute mile, then I would run a five. I would have five minutes. What? What? But if if you ran it in under six minutes, that's a five minute mile. I mean, I w- I'm pretty sure when I ran it, it was like I crossed the line at six minutes. Maybe like 558. If you, if you had to beat 600, you didn't cross the line right at 600. I mean, I could probably go. I could probably call my assistant coach used to record me running it and then, and ask him what I ran. It was maybe like 558, but it was I broke six minutes. Okay, that then, was, that's, then that's a five-minute mile. <laughs> okay, yeah, I ran a five-minute mile then. That's insane. I don't believe that. I don't believe you or Dane did this. I think your coaches are lying to you. Uh, fam 33 says he's completely on my side regarding Carson Cooper. Anybody in the fan base carrying water for this guy should remember how fuming they were when Kithier subbed in knowing he was a liability. Can't say Cooper is better than Kithier. Uh, the standard is the standard at MSU and we should be rallying around a hashtag book or breakout. I've heard that word standard thrown out a lot in our discord talking about Michigan state. Malik was using it when talking about, uh, you know, Michigan state has standards in Illinois doesn't because Illinois just wants to make like a sweet 16. Do you, do you feel that you have standards? I, I think we have standards as far as just, I, I don't know what to put it at, but I think we have standards to be a winning basketball program as far as like winning conference championships, some type of banner I think is a standard for Michigan state, or at least being in competition for one. But when this got, when this question was brought up to me yesterday in the discord, I also struck a nerve with me because I feel like a lot of Michigan state fans don't do this. I think, yes, you can have a program standard, but you also need to have like a realization on what the team is and base standards off that. Like for a couple of these past teams, they're not like Michigan state level, I guess, hang banner teams in my eyes. I, I, they just talent wise, the way they play, these weren't those type of teams. This season, like you mentioned before, Greg, is the first time in a while I think expectations have been a lot higher based on the makeup of the actual team. But like when I look at last year, I consider a successful season that that team made a Sweet 16. Because if I if you asked me at the start of the season, does this team make a Sweet 16? I would I would have probably said no. So yeah. Yeah. In the middle of our flurry of comments late last night, I was going to reply to you and I thought this would send us down a dark, twisted hole. So I didn't. Uh, but I find it interesting. You're, you're saying last year was a success for Michigan State, right? Sweet 16 after an OK season. That was a success for that year. Yes. To me. Year before, you certainly didn't think that was a success for Michigan. Hmm? The year before when Michigan made a Sweet 16 after an OK season, that was not a success in your eyes. But it is a success when Michigan State did not. Did I say it wasn't? I feel like that's on record. Am I wrong on that? Uh, may, maybe I don't know. I might be wrong. I don't know. I just I feel like the way you framed Michigan's season was like massively underwhelming, and then Michigan State's was an achievement. Mm, yeah, mm, I don't know. Also, uh, if, if I'm not missing something, who was on that Michigan? Was that Michigan team actually good, like, expectation-wise? Their backcourt was Devontae Jones and Eli Brooks. Did they have a lot of, like, I'm saying, like, I guess preseason rankings don't matter, but, like, were they, like, preseason top 25, like, expectations? Top 25, team? yeah. Top 25, they were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the Houston Diabate Dickinson. I mean, Brandon Johns was starting at the four with Eli Brooks and Devontae Jones, though. Like, okay, got you. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, that that season is a, is a success if that's what you're okay. trying to get out of me. Okay, I just yeah, I'm wondering why the scale was different, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm. Well, just... I I I, I, was, I thought it was different because of who I was looking at the team before they started the season. Okay, Michigan had more talent. Than Michigan State didn't. I, I would probably. Uh, I mean, you also just said your starting backcourt was Devonte Jones and Eli Brooks. So, and yeah. Brandon Johns at the four. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interest interesting times. Uh, I think you can make an argument for either side. There's a world. Matt, Matt F came in and said uh, what I said earlier. Matt F introduced us to his new sleepwalker. Walker. Congratulations, Matt F. I don't know if you were already a parent or not, but uh, welcome to the greatest journey in life, my friend. Bunch yeah. of people showing a lot of love to Matt in the comments, including Tristan saying, wow, so I got to have a baby to get consideration for sleeper of the week. Maybe I'll just pull a sexy red to get in the mix. Damn it. This is absolutely nasty. This is why we, this is, this comment right there is why I was like, hey, maybe we need mods. So I don't know anything about sexy red. Uh, I heard the sexy red Drake song that you haven't heard yet. It's my least favorite song on the album. And you don't know, like, if you see me and you trying to see what's up, ski. No. What? All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to send you some sexy red songs. I don't cause... want any sexy red off everything okay. I've heard about sexy red. I don't but want... the reason that the reason that Tristan said that is because two nights ago, sexy reds sex tape got leaked on her Instagram story, like her, like the actual sex tape. Oh Jesus! Okay, so, yeah. so now Let's you can on. now Let's you can on. you know see what Tristan's inferring. Let's move on. Tr- Travis Nelson and Fam went back and forth on the Kithier comments, and uh, I'm gonna let them go. But really well thought out comments, guys. C- Carter is in here. Uh, you discovered you can do voice notes in Discord. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something that's happening. I love a good voice note. Out of all the voice notes I receive via text per calendar year, you send me 97 percent of them. And honestly, I look forward to them. I don't look forward to voice notes from anybody else. So that is a positive development for the Discord. Um, Dion screen grabbed the the picture that hit Twitter yesterday, a little viral picture of you in Michigan shorts. I'd like to know what the facial expression is going on here. Like you look, I don't know, you look perturbed. You look like you just got caught. I, well, I, well, I was, I was in a, I was in a bad place because, like, like I said, team was down. 20 to four, 18 to four. I finally get some shorts or Michigan shorts and the owner of the league, Justin Jacobs, I literally look over to my left and I see him like with his cell phone up doing this. And he's like, Oh, that's great. I got to get a picture of this. And I'm like, Jesus. I mean, it's got to feel good that you're like a big time face of the league, but like if you show up in the wrong shorts, that's content, right? Well, that's because I think people, there's actually people in the league that know me as like the Michigan state guy. Spartan so, Hoop CE. Yeah, Spartan Hoop CE. So it sent, a, it sent shockwaves to the league that I was in in Michigan shorts. That makes sense. Illini Trav says, uh, he quoted us from yesterday. He said, players in the Big Ten this year most likely to cause drama. The number one name on the list is an Illinois player. There's two names I'm thinking of, and I'm not sure which one you're talking about. And that proves your point entirely. Do we want to say who we're talking Because we are talking about one of the two. I know the two he's alluding to, but we we are talking about one of the two. Do we want to say who or no? Uh, no, let's not say who. Okay. Can we like hint who? Can we like give a little tongue twister to get it? Mm, no, I think we should have some type of law when talking about this type of stuff. That's the horn. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Uh, does a Fears 2024 reclass change your opinion on next year's Illinois team? 
yeah, I think it does. Because I, I think one thing I slept on about Jer- Jeremiah Fears, he's kind of built a little bit. Like, a, honestly, he's kind of got like a Jameer Gibbs type build to him a little bit. Does he actually? <laughs> a little bit. I thought he was really small. <laughs> God damn it, Greg, you're ruining my bit. I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Like, when you said he's built, like, he's built like Pierre. <laughs> definitely... yeah, first of all relax throwing my son in the mix like that he's definitely built he's but no built it would it would not. i think it make a big difference because you look at a class of i mean we talked about it on yesterday's episode but like you throw in a jeremiah fears to that class yeah now i like that class yes i totally agree with that that's true uh, but that'll also set illinois into the same cycle that they have been in for a while yes 100 percent which I'm here for. Let it happen, please. Guy says he thinks Coleman Hawkins is his second favorite player. He might have usurped Kise. I thought Caleb Love was your favorite player, Guy. You're all over the place, Guy. Yeah, he really is. Uh, which we love, we love by the way. We want yeah. we, we want Guy, our list guy, to be all over the place, but it's just all over the place. Malik Perry says, never mention Sexy Red ever, please. We respect Sexy Red on this on this podcast. I did not until I read Malik's comment. Now I'm starting to think I should. Hellcats, SRT, go hold up on me. Malik Malik has an MSU big man comment I feel obligated to read. He says, Booker is a freshman. Why are people putting so much pressure on him? The one who needs to pop is Hall. If he's the guy we see every three games, this team is dangerous. But Cooper isn't Kithier body-wise. He gets hate because people hype his playing up. Soko and Hall need to pick up the slack this year. Oh, come here. Come here, Xavier, my, our little freshy freshman. Let me hold your hand and just bring you right along in. Come on, man. He's a McDonald's All-American five-star. Why are we what, – what, this – you know, this – I'm oh, I'm about to – I'm about to put on my goddamn I hate this world old man cat. We're coddling these young folks. Stop it, man. I can't expect my baby not to cry. Like when my daughter cries, I cannot get angry at her for crying. She's a baby. You can't get mad at Malik Hall and Madi Sissoko for being Malik Hall and Madi Sissoko. They are what they are. They've been here for three years. If you are expecting them to not be themselves, I encourage you to think differently because you're probably not going to like what you see. I will not expect my daughter not to cry. She's going to cry. She's a baby. Those guys are going to be what they are. Krug 40. I hope I'm saying that right. Says this is my guess for the day one starting lineup too. Uh, he's going back to a guy comment that I actually can't see in right now. That's me being a bad discord user. So we're just going to move on. But he says if the Rogers point guard experiment fails, Harmon could start in his place. I actually think that's a good point. People mm-hmm. are not sleeping on Justin Harmon. Uh, and then Dion, of course, 5.09 a.m., live from Spain. That boy, D. Hill, uh, jumps into the sexy red and says, this is a ski account. No, Greg, it's, it's ski. I hate that. I hate that. If you see me and you're trying to see what's up, ski. Yeah, I'm not interested. Okay. Uh, that's a great comment day. Thanks, comments. Thanks, Discord. Join the Discord, everybody. The community is growing. It's really fun. We're hiring people. We're doing fun stuff. Um, it's incredible stuff. So join the discord. You can support us. We got three topics today. Let's get right into them. Uh, actually, no, before we do our topics, we're going to do our sleepers correspondent. I'm sorry. We already recorded this, but let's go to him. Introducing official sleepers correspondent. I hope you enjoy this. All right. Announcement to make. 
Uh, we welcome onto the show GFED, who is officially a sleepers correspondent. That's what I'm going with. A uh, round of applause for GFED. If you are unfamiliar with GFED, GFED is a viral sensation. Uh, he grew up in, in Lansing, went to high school at the same high school that I went with. We've loved this kid's content from afar for the better part of the last year. He's been crushing it, blue collar style, driving all around the country, basically just storming his way onto every Division One and maybe even smaller than Division One facilities that he can find. It's incredible stuff. It's incredibly entertaining. And now it's technically part of the Sleepers umbrella, Sleep, Sleepers Co. I don't know. Sleepers correspondent, GFED. Uh, GFED, how are you this morning? How are you feeling about all of this? Let's get your side of the story here on what's going on. Yeah, um, obviously, I'm, I'm feeling great. This is not my first time being on the show, but um, my first time being more of an integral part to what we're doing here at Sleepers. Um for those that aren't, aren't familiar with what I'm doing, um, I do on-site content for different stadiums across the country. Some may call me a stadium tour guide. I've had a lot of college focus. I've also been, you know, in the professional realm as well, doing videos at NFL, MLB stadiums, wherever you might have it. Um, I'm the guy that's going to be, you know, showing around a stadium that, you know, might not be delivered through your, your typical channels, through a university, through a professional team that's going to, you know, taper things how they want to have it have it done um so that is kind of where i've been filling in on on my social medias um you can follow me at gfed go crazy um on tiktok is where my biggest platform is but i am also on twitter instagram i actually just found out that you can do videos on facebook that are longer form like yesterday so i might be uh sprinkling in there a little bit too um but as far as we're going with uh sleepers um I did run a college basketball page before I started sneaking into different stadiums and gaining um, far more of a following for that than I was um, just talking about college basketball. But I think it's important to, you know, stick to your roots. And Sleepers Media is a, uh, is a podcast that I've been listening to long before I was doing this and something that I highly respect and see, you know, the vision of this blue collar vision that Greg and Carr that I listen to, that you guys listen to all the time. Um, get into and um, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this I think that I have some more college basketball focused things and just general sports things as well to uh, contribute to to the team here and um, I'll be looping everyone in on you know some tea leaves on where I might be going some in interesting stuff from um, what I have been doing and um, getting you guys involved with uh, this whole journey that we're on um, to create the best blue collar podcast that we possibly can as Sleepers Media that I am very excited to be contributing towards. Appreciate the round of applause, Greg. Oh, of course. Hey, you know what? I'm so hyped that you're defect because one of my favorite things that I've been able to do, and I don't know if you can hear that beep in the background, but Greg might have thought it was over. The bit's not over, okay? <laughs> I got to open up my air fryer right here. I got two fresh hash browns, Greg. I, 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 I know you hate this, but it's just going to keep on going. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, G-Fed, but it is what it is. I'm excited to have you, brother. One of my favorite things to do as of late is literally ask myself, where in the world is G-Fed? And, you know, at the and it, it usually works out for me because I really don't know where you're at. And, I, you know, obviously I love seeing your content. I'm happy to have you as, you know, I guess we'll call it a sleepers correspondent, part of the sleepers blue collar umbrella. You, you're going to fit right in. And also you brought the mustache back. Honestly, that's 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 huge for the brand. All right. I mean, I love clean face G-Fed. I know it was a thing. 
but the mustache coming back is a development that we absolutely needed. I'm just letting it be known. That, that's what, what that's what I've been told. Um, I think uh, so. Most recently, I was in Texas. I'm actually in Chicago now, which is where I'm based out of, and um, one of the few and far between times you're ever going to see me here, to be honest. So, um, as you know, this is the first time you're seeing me. I'm behind a wall in my basement. Probably not going to be the case moving forward. But um, yeah, when I was in Texas, I think you know the the mustache is a good part of you know the uh, the Texas feel. I don't know. It just kind of felt right being in that moment. So brought it back for that, and then I'm going to be going down to Louisville for a Louisville Notre Dame. Um, getting some some tickets courtesy of the university. They've been you know very kind to me since uh, making some videos over there that they've liked uh, the engagement that they've seen. So um, I had a mustache in that video. Going to bring back a familiar face for this one, but um. As this kind of builds out, um, a lot of what I'm doing, you know, I feel like I need to be a little bit incognito in a way. And, um, you know, having that different facial um, features, whether it's the hair, whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm always down to be switching up. So if we need to, you know, play around with it, to, you know, not be as, as recognized as I'm doing a few things that, you know, I might not want people recognizing me in the moment as I, you know, sneak into different stadiums, you know, go around security, things like that. It's something I'm switching up here and there. So um, just another layer to stay posted for you guys. So if you're a longtime sleepers listener or watcher and you're wondering like WTF is going on here, they just added a guy and now they added a G fed back to back. I mean, first of all, you're accurate. We've added two additional sleepers, somewhat members. I don't know. Contributors in the last week. Uh, Look, in order to scale this and grow this into what we want it to be, we need other help. Uh, I think Carter and I are great at what we do, and it's fantastic. But when we find other content creators that are great at what they do, have promise and align with what we're trying to do, we believe there's ways we can actually take this to the moon. That's the goal. So uh, GFED is certainly doing that. He's on his own journey, and everything he's doing is already super successful. I have no doubt it's going to yield massive things for him in the future. But I do think there's some nice crossover here with uh, with all the stuff we did with the travel show last year. That's still up in the air for what it could look like this season. But there are some pretty ongoing, serious conversations about places that could go as soon as two months from now. That would be a huge break for us. And uh, it's certainly a big asset to us to have somebody who is a viral travel sports content creator under the umbrella uh, if we have opportunities come to the table, hopefully there's some stuff we can throw GFED's way that uh, would yield great content for us under the sleepers umbrella and yield him just crushing stuff. So that's sort of the play here. If you're like, what's going on? I don't get this. GFED's not going to be on all the episodes here. We're just going to check in with him time to time, like wherever he is any given week. He sent us his travel itinerary for the next three months. It's absurd. Like I, this man takes like two days off every 13 days. And those two days off are just him driving back home or flying back home. So uh, there's a lot of great stuff in store. I won't spoil it. But uh, if you're wondering what's coming from GFED on the sleepers umbrella, it's going to be a lot of just like, where the hell are you, GFED? Like, tell, what is it like? What are you doing? And then uh, if some good stuff comes to fruition for us, you might see GFED involved in some of those good things as well. So quickly, Cart, can I just get your final stance? Because we had just two contributors to sleepers. It was you and I as of six days ago. And now we have four and they just so happen to be two other white guys whose names start with G. Do you feel a little outnumbered? 
Uh, I don't feel outnumbered, honestly. The only thing that really gets me is I'm quickly flying down the charts as far as facial hair rankings. Like, I already had to put up with your beard. Now we got G-Fed with an absolutely pristine mustache. Uh, I got a lot of work to do. I truly do. But, you know, I'm I'm okay with this. Greg, we've discussed offline that eventually I feel like we're going to have to work in a diversity hire because uh, I, I can't. I can't do 4v1. That's a lot for me. And also I'm half white. So if you want to add that in there, you know, we're really pushing the envelope, but we'll, we'll get there. It's okay. Yeah. Three and a half to a half is not great for us right now. I've already come on record and said the next addition to the team will not be a white man whose name starts with G. I have committed to that. I'm sorry if that's not kosher, if that if we're not supposed to do that, whatever. But uh, I'm pretty happy with the guys we got with our guy, guy, and now our guy, G-Fed. It's incredible. So, G-Fed, you're going to be in Louisville this weekend. This was a trip that uh, you, you had talked to me about months ago before we first started talking about this. You were pretty hype about it. What are the vibes like? What's the itinerary? What's going on in Louisville this weekend? Yeah. Um, first off, vibes are still insanely high. Um, I mean, like, like we've been saying, I've been to – all sorts of different schools. I've gone, you know, every single power conference. I've gone FCS. I've gone G5. Um, I go everywhere, you know, and it's been about a couple months since I've been in Louisville. There has not been a fan base that has received me quite like Louisville has. Um, and, you know, typically I am a Michigan State fan being from Lansing like Greg. And um, like I have all of you guys know. We've had a few things uh, hit the fan at uh, in East Lansing. So I've been kind of on the market to uh, be uh, laughing onto some other teams. And I think that Louisville is, you know, the great spot for me. They've received me um, really well. Their team's looking really strong. I've been, you know, doing a little bit of extra research, coming correct um, to LNN Stadium, one of the most beautiful stadiums in, uh, the, in college football, which I know a lot of people don't quite know about. I'm very happy I was able to highlight that. And um, I think there's a good game on, on the way here. Um, watching Notre Dame, I saw the Duke game. Um, it seems like they're a little vulnerable in road environments. I've heard that Louisville is going to have the first sellout um, at LNN Stadium in a little bit for this game. And um, I'm really happy to, to hop, on, hop on this bandwagon as I'm going to be able to watch a 5-0 and team. Um, hopefully put Notre Dame um, in the casket as far as their college football college football playoff hopes uh, with that second loss. And if they can do that, uh, one thing I wanted to know about Louisville, because I don't think there's a lot of talk with them. They just cracked the top 25, but uh, looking at their ACC schedule coming up. So their next four games, you have three teams that are below 500. Um, and then you have Duke who may or may not be with the QB, which, you know, I think that looking at that, Louisville has to be favored there. And then you get into Miami on the road. And then you have, you know, the rivalry game at LNN Stadium. Um, so just looking at my sleeper team options, what I got, um, I'm really liking where Louisville's at. I think that there's a lot of promise there. Really looking forward to uh, really meet some of this fan base, get acclimated to uh, my ACC team that I will be repping the remainder of the season and um, pushing on for a, uh, a Cardinal W. Um, while I'm over there at Louisville, I will be on um, one of their podcasts. I'll be at the Collision Course tailgate to start and um, have another radio show there, making my rounds, trying to see as many people as I can, and then um, just cheering my ass off for Louisville Tom Blue in the face, right? I mean, that's that's the next step that we got. Um, I've gone on record saying cards by a million, and uh, I'm still going to be standing by that. That's uh, that's my pick. Um, I don't think I don't think Notre Dame's got a shot with uh, the crowd coming in and. Uh, me to help uh, rile up the troops 
Okay. I love I love the energy. I truly do. The only thing I got to push back on is that Sam Hartman might be too handsome to get rattled by a lot of noise. He's been living with noise because he's got a great set of hair and a really great beard. That's what scares me. But on the flip side of this, Louisville football is actually kind of fun this year. For those who haven't tuned in, I think this is a good game to actually get it going. I actually, uh, because of my college basketball, I'm sorry, college football betting prowess, one of the first games I actually won this year was Louisville, I believe, a live bet against Georgia Tech. And I'm like, oh, they got Jake Plummer's son, I believe, is the quarterback. They got uh, Jamari Thrash, who's like a wide receiver, averages like 25 yards a catch and then has like six touchdowns on the air. I'm like, okay, this will be very fun. I'm about to bet on this team. And Brom is the coach. So he's on a revenge tour, letting it be known while Purdue is stinking it up. So I kind of like the dynamic that's going on around here. And this is like their first big game. So I'm glad you're going to be on the spot. Uh, we might have to get you to maybe even do like a little recording of you at the tailgates and just kind of work it into an episode because I kind of want to see what what tailgate G Fed's all about. Yeah, we got to see like a honestly like, well, I'm I'm sure you are going to tailgate right. Like you're going to be on site. Hundred percent. All right. Yes. Can we can we if it's not too much? Can we get like because Carter and I always Facetime on a Saturday morning. Can we get like a a Saturday morning Facetime shotgun? Is that something we could work in potentially? Uh, I don't I don't know about a shotgun, but I've had a lot of offers. Um, you know the the Louisville, I'll say Louisville because everyone has cheered me about my mid my Midwest way of saying it. Um, I have had a lot of offers for bourbon in that area. So um, just to stick with the theme of the city, I think it would only be right to uh go more of the uh the town liquor liquor way. But oh, that works. As that, as I said, um, yeah. Uh, Call me anytime as long as I'm not going to be, you know, on on another show with, uh, you know, the Louisville people out there. Um, I'll be making my rounds. I'm going to have a lot of drinks coming my way. I'm going to try my best to, you know, keep my composure as, um, you know, I have some content to make. But, you know, if that gets um, a little bit tipsy, you know, so be it. I'm not a tailgate. What, what the hell else am I supposed to do, right? That's my official request is Saturday morning. We're going to get a 60 second FaceTime with you and we're, we're going to take some sort of drink together to kick off a Saturday. That's what I need. Um, all right, I have one final thing. So you've been doing a lot of like, I've seen like you're going for like a reason to some of these places, but then you'll just pop up with a side quest. Like that's been kind of the, the moves lately, which is incredible content, by the way, I have a, a first inaugural sleeper side quest for you for this Louisville <laughs> trip. You gotta get with, you, you gotta get with Sky Clark. That's our boy. Okay, he he was ran out of Champagne. He was ran out of Illinois. He took a lot of flack. There's a lot of people that have turned on this kid. He is like the original sleepers athlete. Sky Clark was our boy. We were messaging him all the time, and then he abandoned us. We were going to Champagne. We made this big thing about it. We had plans to link up with him. And he literally transferred out six days before we got there. So he's now been like on this pinnacle of one day, Sky, we'll get you. And you have the opportunity this weekend, my friend. You have the opportunity to find Sky Clark and let him know that Sleepers Media loves him. We still need some content with him. And uh, officially, you could get that content for us this Saturday. I think there's a non-zero percent chance I can make that happen. Um, I do have my handy-dandy notebook in front of me, and I posted that down. Um, I will be talking to a lot of people in Louisville that have, you know, some connections around there. So the basketball teams in town, I think by all means, we'll, uh, we'll try to make that happen. Um, hopefully once again, being in a tailgate environment, I'm finding him, um, a little bit before some of my shots of bourbon, but 
you know, if, if it happens that uh, you have, you know, a little bit of a drunk idiot coming to the basketball team, um, you know, that might be how the cookie crumbles. We'll see. I, you know what? I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this, this, this G fed journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great following, but now having you, having you in the fold, it's going to be even better. All right, let's end with this, G-Fed. Look the camera directly in the eyes. If there's any Louisville fans out there that are watching this, you're coming to their city, college game day style, but G-Fed style. You're pulling up. I assume you're there to get a victory. That was our thing when we did the travel show. It was we're here to get a road win. You're here on a mission. Give the rallying cry of the G-Fed nation to Louisville fans. If they're going to see you this weekend, what are you going to be on? What's the energy? Give them the rallying cry. Card Nation, be ready for me. There's a lot of college football shows out there. I've done college game day. I've done big noon kickoff. But I think at this point, I am the show. And I want to show on my page what Eleanor Stadium, what Louisville is all about. I've had a lot of people reach out to me. I'm excited to meet everybody and um, see exactly what we can do at this game. And um, get that dub. By a million. That's what we're going for. That's what I want to see. Let's have a card nation. I love the energy. I truly heard it here first. All right, G Fed. Thanks for popping in. Uh, Sleepers correspondent, G Fed, that is. Safe travels this weekend. Have a great time at Louisville. We'll check in with you next week, man. All right. That was Sleepers correspondent, G Fed. Uh, Now that G Fed's, you know, kind of made his introduction on the show card and he's off the show you had to play nice on camera do you have anything to say about g-fed now that he's gone just don't get comfortable being the second best facial hair on here just don't don't get comfortable okay well after that this whole time after we recorded with him i was on amazon and i ordered some moroccan facial oil so when i have a beard by march next year let's not act brand new was that you giving me credit for being the first best facial hair on the program? Yeah, yeah, you have you have very you have very elite facial hair. Like you got like a you don't have like that that Luke Bryan goofy ass neck beard. You got a nice full voluptuous beard. Thank you, I appreciate that very much. I hate when you shave it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we talked Louisville. That's where G Fed's gonna be. He's gonna be in Louisville, and uh, I was gonna ask a bunch of follow up questions, but I feel like there's a non zero chance he just like sees Jack Harlow this weekend. Like we're gonna get a video of him dapping up Jack Harlow. I think there's a really good chance that happens. Hopefully, he can track down Sky Clark. That's our mission for him. But uh, you wanted to talk about Louisville basketball. I'm not sure why, because it's Louisville basketball. So why don't you just take it away? We don't have a guest today. This is Carter Elliott's show from here. You picked all three topics. Uh, open the topic. What are we doing with Louisville basketball? Okay. Well, I'm crazy for this. I'm I'm admitting that before I get into this. I'm, I know I am. I do not think that Louisville basketball is going to be as bad as folks think. I truly don't. Just because... Yes, they I don't even know. They probably won like five games last year. It was an absolute embarrassment. It was a, an abomination, whatever absolute buzzword you want to use for uh, a dumpster fire. That's what Louisville was last year. Louisville has the official sleepers point guard on their team now. Gregory, you know, I love a redemption arc. Do I not? We both do. We both love redemption arcs. OK, we love Damani Bates redemption arc. We love. We're, we're probably gonna find a way to somehow fall in love with Caleb Love's revenge villain arc. I might be buying in on Sky Clark actually being good for Louisville, and I, I I truly believe that. And I do think they have 
they don't last year I thought it was a complete talent issue. I don't think they had any talent whatsoever. This year they got some guys that I think are can actually hoop a little bit. Uh Dennis Evans is like a seven footer who's a shot blocker who's extremely raw, but like he's somebody they could use. Percy Miller, even though he dropped one of the most cringy media day picks of all time with the married to the game photo, I think he's a good player. Like I I I just think that Louisville will be better than folks think. And I hold a soft space in my heart, a little, little, little spot for Curtis Williams uh, played for my high school assistant coach and Rick Palmer. Anytime Rick speaks highly of a player, I always pay attention. And I always am like this, this guy, this kid's going to have a chance to be something. He said nothing but good things about Curtis and how he is. And he's actually, I talked to him about a week or so ago and asked how he was doing down there at Louisville said things were going great, said the coaches were loving them, and uh, he thinks they're going to be, you know, they got a chance to be a lot better than last year. So I'm kind of buying in on Louisville, whatever that might mean. And just so you don't overreact, I think my buying in on Louisville is like they win more than 10 games because I think a lot of people are taking the under on Louisville winning 10 games this season. Yeah, they are. Uh, Okay. Including, Including you probably. One of the first names you mentioned is Hersey Miller. That's one of the first names you mentioned on why we should buy Louisville. Percy Miller. I I quickly just like made sure I wasn't wrong on the impact of Hersey Miller. Cause I don't know what you're thinking they're getting from Hersey Miller. This is a guy who averaged two points a game at Tennessee State and one point a game at Louisville. Can I can I be uh, completely honest with you? <laughs> I mixed up my Miller kids. Okay. <laughs> I mixed up my Miller kids. I was commenting on the other Miller kid who was actually going to Houston. Okay. This season, I think Got my it. apologies on that. I will come straight up and say that. But even besides that, <laughs> I'm buying. I'm buying the Sky Clark dip. I'm buying the Curtis Williams. I'm buying Dennis Evans just being seven foot. There's one name in this group that I'm willing to buy. There's one, and I don't think it's going to be who you expect. I'm buying Dennis Evans. Uh, from what I have seen, yes, raw for sure. I also think like. You can be raw and be a center on a college basketball team, and it's okay. Like, there's some some spots for guys, like, especially on a Louisville team that is just pretty low on talent, in my opinion. Like, it's okay if he's raw. They're not out to win a national title. They're not out to win the ACC. He's going to play even if he's raw. And I think while being raw, Dennis Evans is good enough that he can, like, block a ton of shots and get rebounds. So, I – uh I think he'll have an impact in a positive way. The swing here is Sky. It just is. That's all it is. And I love Sky. You're never going to hear me say anything bad, too bad about Sky Clark. <laughs> like, I love, I genuinely love the kid. I'm rooting so hard for him. Um, he has a lot of, a, a lot to prove. I'll say that. Like, he just, uh, it, it was a disaster at Illinois. And, uh, I don't love the way things turned. Like I, I have been on record. I don't think it was managed the best way. I think like it, even post Sky Clark leaving, I think they mismanaged the guy that was replacing Sky Clark, and now he's gone. So like, I, I don't know who to blame, and I'm not really going to point fingers at anyone. I don't think it was Underwood's fault. I don't think it was entirely Sky's fault. Illinois fans might disagree with me, but the point is, it was an object disaster. Like. I'm sure Sky would tell you that himself. And now, great, rebirth, second chance, awesome, on a team that needs you and is going to give you the keys. I'm in. I'm in, like, on the theory of that. It's just, like, can you really look the camera in the eyes with confidence and say you think 
Sky Clark's performance individually is going to go really well this year for Louisville. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? What do you think the numbers are? Because I want to buy this. I'm just like, I feel hesitant. It's like, it doesn't it feel like Corbello again? That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, but I I don't think anyone can be put on the Andre Corbello mindset level. That kid's absolutely different. Sky's pretty different too. Sky's different, but I don't think anyone. I think Corbello's just like it's 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 he's on his own tier. He's he's on the Purdue tier of Big Ten. If you want to put that on the okay. on, on on the scale for yourself, okay. Um, I, what his numbers look like? I would say. I'll go on say side. I'll say 12, 4, 3. I mean, I think that would, that would be a great year. I don't know that I think that's the safe side. Like, I'd really, if I was doing a safe projection for Sky, I would be like 9 and 3. Uh, like, if he gets, if he's 12, 4, and 3, that's a great year. That's a great year. Um, like, what the biggest upside I could see for Sky? Like, is there a world where he's like 15 and 6 this year? Y- yes. Maybe. Maybe like a high end of outcomes, uh, but there's also like we got to be honest. There's an outcome here where he's horrendous, and there's an outcome here where he's not on Louisville in December. Like <laughs> it could happen. I don't want it to happen, Sky. I know this is going to make its way to you. I'm rooting for you. I love you. You're like one of my favorite players in the country. That's truth. But you have a lot to prove, my friend, and you know you have a lot to prove. And uh, I'm not betting against you, but I am in TBD mode on saying it's going to work until I see it work because I want to see something. So I don't know. But like outside of the problem more so is like outside of those two, I don't love what they have anyway. Right. Like. One, like one of their key guys is in the in Australia. Yeah. But I, I don't, was he really a key guy? I think he was going to be. It's over in Australia stinking it up which is probably not good that he was going to be one of their key guys. <laughs> what is it? Uh, addition by subtraction. Do you trust Kenny Payne though, too? Like I, there is a way I could look at this roster and be like, if I, if I bought the coach, I'd be like, Oh, he could overachieve with that group. There's no way Kenny Payne can overachieve with this group. I I want to buy Kenny Payne. I do. Cause he, I don't know. Like, what is he supposed to do? I know this team is the team construction is partly his fault, but actually like, what was he supposed to do? So I think a couple things. Do you think like this was a great offseason for Louisville? Like it's Louisville, man. Like this is not some poverty. It's Louisville. It was Sky Clark and Dennis Evans the best case scenario for Louisville? Yeah, I guess when you put it like that. I mean, but really hard to grab a player when you won five games last year. Really hard. Sure, but if Kenny Payne had anything to him. You think he gets? You think he does it? It's just not that hard to rebuild Louisville. You're at Louisville. Like if you can actually coach, if you can be the guy, I think like losing four games and then Sky Clark and Dennis Evans being your biggest additions is a little scary. Dennis Evans is a five star though. Yeah, who had committed to Minnesota. <laughs> that's that is very true. Sorry. I just Sorry uh, like it. I think there's some things to concern you if uh he's choosing to play for Ben Johnson and you had alternative options. Um, I don't know, man. Like I just I doesn't everybody want Kenny Payne out no matter what? So it's like unless they like actually are a bubble team this year, he's gone. Oh, they got they got Brandon Huntley Hatfield too. I actually like him. Yeah, he wasn't good last year though. Yeah, Tyler Johnson was actually pretty. They got some okay. Some of the freshmen aren't too bad though. Like Tyler Johnson was, I actually like Caleb Glenn was okay for Lalu. 
I mean, there's. I think we're I think we're coopering right now. What about Trey White? How you feel about Trey White? I don't feel about Trey White. You don't? No. What about Aiden? What about Aiden McCool? Oh, I trust me. I was already on that. I almost sent that to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to wait and see, but I I think you're coopering right now. I think I need the my- season. I need the season to come, so I'm not dipping into Louisville roster construction. How about that? Yeah, this is a dicey moment. Let's just move on. The, your second topic of the day, you want to introduce this, Big Ten success meter? Yeah, well, it's kind of going off the uh, the topic that was in the Discord the other day. Like going – I want to go Big Ten by Big Ten program, and what is a successful season for them? So it could be make a Final Four or a season's a wash. It could be don't lose a bye game and the season's successful. It could really, it could really vary, but I'd like to go team by team – and me and you can decipher what would be a successful season for that team. Okay. I am very in on this game. And also I think this would be most fun if the way we roll this out is you have to go team by team and you have to off memory, try to remember the big 10 teams. Okay. All right. We'll start with Minnesota. No Googling. You can't, you can't Google. You can't look at an order. You can't write anything down. Give me, give me all the big 10 teams. Okay. You want to start by Minnesota? Minnesota? Yeah. Uh, don't finish last in the Big Ten. If they finish 13th, that's a success. I'm going to say if they don't lose a bye game, success. I like that. I think I think now, that – Will it happen? I want to add that. We both give our answer and then we give a will it Yes. Happen. Yes, it will. They will not lose a bye game? They will. No, they will lose a bye game and they will finish last. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's tough. Tough. So being not a there. success. Fail grade for Minnesota. Fail grade for Minnesota. Good luck over there, Benny. Good luck, Cameron. Um, next, we're gonna go. We'll go Penn State next. Successful season for Penn State. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on Penn State than I think other people are. I can squint, and there's pieces on this roster. Ace Baldwin obviously is, I think, an All Big Ten level talent, and I think that'll get them to the places. And I kind of like Mike Rose, and I'm interested to see if he does like the VCU system at Penn State. Um, don't, you know, I don't think they're a tournament team by any means. I don't think they should have any tournament aspirations. I don't even think, no, they should have NIT aspirations, to be honest. Um, I would say a successful season for Penn State would be finishing like 10 or above, I guess. I think that'd be a huge success. I, I was going to say, um, like win a game in the Big Ten tournament, but then I thought more about it. That doesn't mean anything at all. That would just be an accomplishment. That wouldn't be a success. Uh, then I was going to say have Seth Lundy sit courtside once. If they do that, that's a success. Love Seth Lundy. They need to bring him back and honor him. I think my real answer is Ace Baldwin is a first-team All-Big Ten player. Like I know that's not team-oriented, but I think what would be most important for Mike Rhodes would be showcasing that he can feature a player the same way Shrew featured Jalen Pickett. Because they're kind of screwed, right? Like, I think people would have wanted to come to Penn State and be like, I could be the next Jalen Pickett. I could be the next shooter and play in this system. And right when they had that opportunity to build off it, he left. I think Rhodes could actually capitalize off some of that. If Baldwin's really good, you could trot out like, well, look at this line of Penn State point guards. Pickett, then Baldwin, transfers, and maybe Rhodes can build. So that that would be the most important thing to me. Is Ace Baldwin a first-team All-Big Ten player? If he is, success. Build off it. Okay. All right. I I think I agree with you there. That won't happen. That that won't happen. Yeah, I don't think happen. I don't think that they'll finish tenth either. If we're if that's the success thing we're going off of for me, 
Uh, on to your Michigan Wolverines. Are I you think going that... in like order of bad to good, by the way? Because that hurts. If we're no, no, I'm not. Okay. Maybe I am. Um, I think Michigan for me, successful season, I would say just make the NCAA tournament. I think making it makes a successful season. I think that's right. Uh, they win a game. It's a great season. I would say no hitting other coaches. If that happens, I think mailed it in. We're good. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, sure. Tournament. A, a successful season is, is Juwan coaches the whole season? Well, it, it's hard with his health stuff, right? It's hard to even. Oh, yeah, well, I, I was referring more to like him just being like, it's time to move on from Michigan. Can I say like keep players? Like it's a success if Doug McDaniel's in uniform next year? I like that. It's a success if Doug McDaniel and Terrace Reed stick on for next year. I'm I that would be my success. I care more about that than anything that happens this year. Okay. All right. I like that. Does that happen? Yes. I think they make the tournament, so I say yes too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You're going on record. Michigan makes the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I think they sneak in. I don't know if it's like playing and they find a way, but I, I think they find a way to make it. From your words to my reality. All right. Next, we're gonna go to Wisconsin. Uh Good Lord, I don't know, average more than 62 points a game. Uh, that, that'd be a good start. Um, I think a successful season would be winning a tournament game for Wisconsin. Okay, I'm a tier lower. Just make the tournament. They didn't really? make it last year. They got to make it. This group needs to make it as a core. I'll say make it, and I don't think they will. I think Wisconsin misses the tournament this year. I see. I think they make it, but they don't win a game, and it's because of Chucky Hepburn, too, just to give you a little oh. peek. They won't win because of Chucky Chucking. I'm scared how aligned I am with your mentals right now. I mean, I I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but like I like everything you're saying to me. That terrifies me. Okay, then why, why can't we just embrace it for what it is? We can. We can. I okay. love it. All right, let's do it. All right, let's go on to Maryland. I think, I mean, obviously we've talked a lot about how we feel about Maryland on this podcast. To me, successful season, I think they make a second weekend. Like that's a successful season for me. I'm struggling actually, with this actually sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me take a step back here. That might be a little bit too much for them. I think winning a tournament game and having a chance to go to the Sweet 16, but breaking it down a little more game by game, like they go out in a in a battle against a really good team. Like that'd still be a success. Like if they lose to the better team, it's it, it just is what it is. Um yeah. so I guess that would be mine. So I'm struggling with if Maryland fans would think that's success because they made it to the round of 32 last year, right? So then they lost to Alabama in that round. Alabama was the best team in the country. I think that's probably the barometer for this year is like, can they exceed that or not? I would think if they just match it, they probably don't feel great because I think this team is better than last year's team. But it does feel like too high of a bar to say they need to make a Sweet 16 for it to be a success. So... I don't know. I don't I don't have a good grasp or a good read on Maryland basketball fans in general. Like I don't know if they're like screaming that it's a second weekend team or not. Um it's still new in the Willard era too, right? Like he kind of just has to keep building good teams and hopefully the tournament runs come. So for that reason, I'm saying a success would be finishing top 4 in the Big 10. Get a bye in the Big 10 tournament and I think that will happen. I think this is the third best team in the Big 10 this season. Hmm. 
Okay. I'm going to throw a little wrench into that or a little, little extra piece into that. Instead of going the tournament route, uh, I'm going to say top four and have two first team, all big 10 freshman members oh. on the freshman team. Well, Kaiser and DHS. Yeah. They both make first team or I actually, I think there's only one all freshman team. Correct. I think if those guys make it together, Maryland is really good. What top four team in the big 10. Look, man, they're like if you want vets, they got vets. Like Reese and Scott have played together for years. If you want a dynamic all Big Ten guard, you got that. If you want talented freshmen, you got that. Like Maryland is going under the radar, which is why I think they're the third best team by far. I think they there is separation between them and the fourth best team in this conference, and nobody's really talking about it like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. So th- you're saying that they do finish top four. Yeah. I agree. I would agree with that. All right. Ohio State. Uh, you know, I, in this transition, I want to say that Ohio State's a top four team in the Big Ten as well. Um, I'm really high on this Ohio State team. I I still don't think people are talking about Bruce Thornton enough. I know they're mentioning him, but I truly think he's going to be one of the best guards in the country this season. Um, oh, well, what would be a successful season? I mean, I. It might sound bad, but isn't a successful season for them just winning a tournament game? I feel like they just yeah. need to get, just get over the hump. That's where I landed with it is just just win an NCAA tournament game. And I think, honestly, given how bad last year was, I think if they just make the tournament, fans are at least like back in on Ohio back State in. basketball. But uh, for how good I think this team could be, I think the bar should be win an NCAA tournament game. And, ooh, I'm going to go like really pinpointed prediction here. I think Ohio State will finish fourth in the Big Ten. They will have a great season. They will get a bye. They're going to be a top 25 team most of the year. I think they get upset in the first round of the NCAA tournament, though. Damn. Like as a as a what seed? We like talking? a 4-13 game. Yeah. Like UC, like the UC Riverside. Like, yeah. or the, like the, a gross little plucky, like, ooh, they drew the team that shoots 100 threes a game and makes right. 39%. Like, and their mascots are like an antelope or something. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, I know exactly what it is. It's it would be Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon coming in and beating them. That's exactly what it is. I'm I'm, I'm pulling a Sean Paul here with the I guess it's on on par because Ohio State. And I will Uh, blame Zed Key when it happens. Yes, you will. And it probably will be top ten player in the Big Ten, Zed Key. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Uh, Speaking of speaking of that top ten player, that's a good transition. Let's go to Indiana. What will be a successful season? For the Indiana Hoosiers. Who's the top 10 player on Indiana? What was that transition? They they made the list. Of top 10? They, they contributed to the list that had Zach Key as a top 10 player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 the list. Yeah, 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 I guess it was kind of a reach. Sorry. Oh, you're right. I got concerned. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you that shock value of thinking that there was a top 10 Indiana player in the conference. I, that, I, was, that, that, I was nervous. That's um, on me. This this is a tough one for me because I already know or I feel like I know how Indiana fans are wired. And I yeah. feel like that I feel like that factors in with some of these programs. Like you mentioned, Ohio State fans are probably just eager for their team to win a game in the Big Ten. I don't know if this Indiana team will be able to say anything outside of not making a sweet 16 would be a success, which I think is a very high bar for this team, to be honest with you. So my answer is just so different than what Indiana fans would say. I'm kind of scared <laughs> to say it. Uh, it. For Indiana fans, I think a success is 
I think a success is beat Purdue and finish top four in the Big Ten. I think that's what Indiana fans would tell you. Be a top 25 team in the country, beat Purdue. I think those are crazy expectations. I don't think there's a chance in hell. But that's what that's what they did last year, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So say, just repeat of last year. But I, I think Indiana fans think their team is as good as last year, which is why it's crazy to me. Like the dialogue I'm hearing on a team that loses Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchfino, <laughs> like, oh, we're right there. We still got the most talented front court in the country. We have Xavier Johnson. Like, guys, 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 what are we doing here? Um, I, I'm out. I don't, I don't think this team makes the tournament. So for me, my barometer for Indiana would be make the tournament. And I think they will fail in doing so. But I know, like, I'm, I'm way behind what Indiana fans' expectations are. So they're going to roll their eyes at that. Yeah. I think for my personal, I think this Indiana team winning a game in the tournament would be a success for them. I know for a fact anyone in Bloomington is not going to think that. I just know for a fact. I mean, like Trey Galloway is like a 35-minute-a-game guy on this team. Can't take him off the floor guy. And they got they got no depth in the backcourt. Yeah, I had someone in our YouTube comments the other day talking about why do we need Dalton Connect when we got Trey Galloway. Uh, Dalton ah. Connect is better than Trey Galloway. <laughs> that's That's probably why. Um, but yeah, good luck this year, Hoosiers. By the uh, way, Indiana social cut out a video of them asking every player on the team to start bench or cut Victor Oladipo, OG Ananobi, and Eric Gordon. And I just want to say the disrespect to Eric Gordon was heard and really inappropriate. I, I honestly couldn't believe it. Like, can, can you can you can you say that exercise again? What was it? It was they asked every Indiana player on this year's team to do like start bench or cut. OG Ananobi, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon. That's easy. And a lot of people were cutting Eric Gordon, and it hurt what? my feelings. Yeah. That's really so hurt. easy that, you know, usually you start with who you're starting. I start with who I'm cutting. That's how obvious that is. You cut OG Ananobi. And you, you would start Oladipo, and you yeah. would bench Eric Gordon. Yeah. That should be a universal answer. Yeah, it was. A lot of Eric Gordon disrespect. Okay. Well, that, that, that's. You hmm. mind if I take a phone call real quick, Cart? Sure, why not? Hello? Hello? Hey, Greg? Yeah. What's going on? Sir? How are you? Good morning. I'm Hope good. Well. I'm good. Who is this? My name is Rakan. I'm a partner broker with Experian, the credit bureau. Oh. As well as you today, sir. I appreciate that. That's what's up. I am recording the Sleepers podcast at Sleepers Media. Right now, you're live on the Sleepers podcast, so I got to hang up on you, my friend. But, uh, yeah, subscribe to the Sleepers Media YouTube channel and uh, join the Discord. Thanks. All right, continue. <laughs> That's absolutely great. I thought you were doing, like, some bit where you were having some guy call you and, like, put it on speakerphone. Oh, I told you we're, t- we're trying to buy a new house, so I've been getting blown up with, like, mortgage spam oh, calls. I've got oh, yeah. literally, literally 33 of them in the last 24 hours, so I've been looking for creative ways to answer the phone now, and that was a good one. Continue. Respect to that. All right, we're going to move to Chicago now. Uh, your team, Budarius, the Fighting Budarius Buoys mm-hmm. uh, in Northwestern. Mm-hmm. What would be a successful season for Northwestern? I think this is honestly pretty easy. I think it's just if they – if they make the turn actually no let me let me change that i think if this northwestern team is a top six team in the big 10 it's a, it's a successful season first team all-american boo booey 
that's success. That is that's the only it. that's the only success I care about with this team. It's the only success they should care about with this team. He can do it. He's capable of doing it. I would go so far as to say he should do it. And more importantly than that, I would like him to have fun. I would like him to stay healthy. I would like him to hit the bars maybe three, three and a half days a week during the season as long as he's being responsible with it. Chicago's got a great bar scene, and he should be the face of that city, the face of the Midwest, in my opinion. So first-team All-American boo-booey, that's all that matters. And, yes, it will happen. I'm with on board with that. Also, personal personal preference, I want a Brooks Barnheiser breakout season. Would love to see that. Love, <laughs> love Brooks. Charlie, shut up. Continue. Oh, I was like, who the? I was like, who the hell is Charlie? But uh, anyways, staying in Chicago, sleepers adopted team, Champagne Problems, oh. Illinois Fighting Illini. Hmm. What would be a successful season for the Illinois Fighting Illini? And Gregory, let, let, let give them a basketball goal because I know you got something cooking in your head about not having team drama. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's stay away from that. What would Illinois have to do to have a successful season this year? Well, I, the most successful thing they could do genuinely is to have less than three and a half players transfer out at the end of the year, but that's difficult. So I, I don't know, man, like win the big 10 tournament, I guess. I don't know. I like, it's hard to make goals for a Brad Underwood program about the NCAA tournament. It's just hard. Cause this is not his best team. This is probably not in his top three best teams and his best teams didn't do anything in the tournament. So like, am I really supposed to sit here and say the goal for this team is a sweet 16? I don't think so. Like, I I don't think that would be a successful year when his best teams can't even do that. So like they're not, and I would go like, Oh, they could win the big 10. Nobody's beaten Purdue. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're just going to be a good team. They're for sure in the tournament. So, like, what are they supposed to do beyond that? Just, that be a success? Just give me, like, Illinois make the tournament and they play in, like, a 7-10 matchup and everyone's picking the 10 and they win as a 7 seed. I guess win one game in the tournament. But, like, that's yeah. that, that, that doesn't feel good to say. Illinois should want more than that. It's just not realistic to us. But it's not, realistic. it's not realistic with this team. I'm I'm sticking with win the Big Ten tournament. If they could hang a banner in a more flimsy thing than the NCAA tournament, and like Michigan State could win one game against Purdue for a banner, so I'll go with that. Or I mean okay. Illinois, not Michigan State. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll stick strong with my win a game in the tournament, and I think that they do do that. By the way, yeah, taking the over on transfers. By the way, on over three and a half. Going off the top of my head right now, that's probably a safe. That's probably like what my the way Illinois. What is that like minus one ninety? I bet it up to minus one eighty. Okay, understood. Uh, moving on to the cream of the crop of the Big Ten here. Uh, I'll save your your fighting Braden Smith, our fighting Braden Smith for last. This is a Braden Smith podcast. We will die on that hill forever. Just let that be known. But we're going to talk about the Michigan State Spartans and what a successful season would look like for the Michigan State Spartans. Oh. I'm not going to play it cordial. I'm not going to play it safe. This team, if they don't make a Final Four, I think not a successful season in my eyes. Okay. I respect it. Uh, standards, right? That's what I, that's the word. One might say. But um, for this team, I think that they should make a Final Four. Standards. Okay. I, I'm going to give you a real answer. I'm getting a lot of like half joke answers during this segment today. Here's a real answer. Michigan State would have a successful season if they win one banner. This is a team that I think has opportunities to win three banners. They are not the favorite to win any of those banners, but they have opportunities. They can do it, 
but they're not the favorite to. And if they get one, I think looking back on it years from now, we would say that was a success, whether it's they beat out Purdue for the regular season, if they storm into Mackey and get a decisive win that leads to a banner there outright. Absolutely. That's a success. No matter what happens after it, if they win the big 10 tournament and that's it, that would feel a little less good than the other two banners. But I still think looking back, like if they were to have the t-shirts on and take the picture and it's a banner that hangs in the Breslin forever, I think that's a success. Uh, obviously final four is what you would choose. If you could choose it, the tournament's fluky, man. Some of his best teams lost in the first round and some of his worst teams have made runs. So uh, I, I'm, they absolutely have a chance on paper. They'll be right there, but I'm not going to sit here and say, if they lose in the elite eight, that's a failure of a season. If they did one of the other things. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I like that. Find, find a way to get a banner this season. A banner. I, do, do they do that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think they do get a banner this year. It's not the final four, though. It's not the final four. Okay. Yes, I think they make a final four. I'm throwing that out there. All right. Now on to the last team, Purdue. Not even joking, I'll be honest with you. Hold on. Hold on. Last team? Skipped over a couple of teams here. God, I'm so bad at this. I really am. <laughs> I know. That's why I was excited for this part. Why of the am I why am I bad at this? So that's off, the thing. off the top of my head, you missed three teams. Three? Off the top of my head, you missed three teams. God, I really am bad at this. That's oh my my fault. My fault. Sorry, Kise. Sorry, Tomanaga. Okay, I that's, one. Nebra- that's one. I forgot Nebraska. Let's do Nebraska. I also forgot. Do you need ah, keyword damn. hints? Do you need keyword some, hints? No. Forgot Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then the you other forgot one, uh, one of our favorites, man. Yeah. Like one of, one of our very favorites. No, I'm out on Iowa, by the way. Not a favorite anymore. Oh, n- not Iowa. Um, you forgot one of our – the one team you still haven't named is like the one team whose AD wants to get us out there. Oh, no. Brutal. God, you know, well, I'm glad your bit was successful because I was <laughs> really hard. Not, to, I'm very bad at that. I don't know why. Let's fly through them, Nebraska. Just, I just play all your games. Don't finish last. I'll give them the same Minnesota, which is kind of harsh because Nebraska is a better team than Minnesota. But so, yeah, don't finish last for, don't and finish. I don't think they finish last. No more cake pops. Let Hoiberg keep his job, and no more cake pops. Okay. That won't happen. I, Iowa. Make the tournament. Patrick McCaffrey, all big, all big 10 second team. Mm, wow. I like that. Bounce back season for guy with a new forearm tat, by the way. Does he have a new forearm tat? Yeah, it's a big, it's a mural to his mental health battle. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Maybe first team all big 10. Yeah, I like him. Okay. And I, then... I also, I think that happens, by the way. I want to set my foot in the sand. Iowa makes the tournament. Michigan makes the tournament. Indiana misses the tournament. Wisconsin misses the tournament. I like the energy. Yeah, I truly yeah, do. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's go Rutgers quickly. Mm. A successful season would be honestly just finishing with a better record than last season and proving that the guys that left were the problem. Yeah. Doesn't that Does that come with like making the tournament or anything to you? Not really, no. I think just just being better than last year is all you need. Okay. As reassurance. 
top 10 Ken Palm defense is a success. Oh, what about what about a finally a good offense? Like, give me a not their job. No, don't their, care. Their, their job is to be true to Peichel's identity this year, be a badly scrappy little team who everyone fears going to play except for Michigan Stakes. They never have to go to the rack and then keep the commitments. Make sure you don't lose Ace Bailey and you get Dylan Harper. That's a success. Throw that in there for my success. Yeah. Dylan Harper needs to come before the season's over. Like, think, he needs to commit before the season's over. I think for Big Ten play. And I think that Also, happens. I want one Derek Simpson 30-point game also. That'd be nice. I think all these things that we just named happen, too, by the way. Too. We, love, Rutgers. we love Rutgers. Love all right, just, Purdue, last one? Yep, Purdue. Uh, not even trolling right now. They need to win a game in the tournament, and they need to be matched. No, no, no. Listen, they need to be matched up with the most athletic team in the field. So I don't care what round it's in, but if you go through the tournament, all 68 teams, and you pick the most athletic team, they need to beat that team at some point in the tournament. Successful season. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm they need to, they need to shake the narrative. They're one of the best teams in the country. I'm just dying that you're – what's success for them is – they need to win a game in the tournament. <laughs> like, Against the most athletic team in the tournament. Uh, I have a lot of little mini successes for Purdue. I don't know which one to pick here. I think it would be a success if they don't lose a game to Michigan State. Uh, I think like it's it's so clear that it's just those two teams kind of in a tier of their own. And it, I think Purdue's better. So I think Purdue should take it personal and don't lose to Michigan State. However many times you play them, whether it's one, two, or three, don't lose to them. Um, I think the true answer – on behalf of Purdue fans, is that success is a Final Four. They've done all the Big Ten stuff. I uh, no offense, like, but they are kind of in a position under Matt Painter where, like, we're not impressed with Big Ten championships anymore. As crazy as that sounds, uh, so I think at the end of the day, it's a Final Four. They are in a spot where I said the opposite of Michigan State. If they lose in the Elite Eight, I think everybody's looking at them like, wow, they really dropped the ball again. Uh, I also think Edie National Player of the Year. Should be wrapped up. He's just got to stay healthy. I would call that like it's a success if he wins national player of the year and putting these all together cart. I'm going to give my true answer. Three banners for Purdue this season. I think they're that good. I think regular season tournament and winning the whole thing or final four banner, the grand slam. You know what? I'm, I'm officially, this is my Purdue grand slam. I'm calling it this success for Purdue this season. I truly believe they can and should do this success for Purdue is four things. The Purdue grand slam regular season, big 10 championship, big 10 tournament championship. They did both of those last year, by the way, Zach Eady national player of the year. Oh shit. They did that last year too. Purdue final four. They do those four things all in one year. Purdue grand slam success. If they do that, aren't they the best Big Ten basketball team of all time? There's a chance. That's pretty crazy. Do they? And you're saying they do that too, by the way. That's, a, that's what you're inferring. I'm saying they do that. I'm saying they agree. do that. I mean, I, I can't argue with it. It, it sounds like it's, it's it's definitely within reach. You said they did. They did but three we're of act, We're acting like some of the – I want to like go on right. We're acting like some of these things are really difficult. Winning the Big Ten is not difficult. Your biggest competitor starts Mati Sissoko. Like uh, just that—that's a killer giant battle you got to go through. They got Zach Eady. You got Mati Sissoko, and that's like I—I I, I get it. And I'm, I, Michigan State's very good. I get it. They lost 13 games the last three seasons, but I get it. 
Uh, like you, you can't go four podcast episodes without bringing that up. Two of these, two of these things aren't difficult. Was it hard for Purdue last year to win the Big Ten? No, no. Was it hard for Purdue to win the Big Ten tournament? We sat there and watched I, them. It was a little. It was a. They struggled a little bit. They were on. They a little bit. I think there was like a two-minute stretch in the first half where Roddy Gale thought he might be. It's Roddy Gale. And like, Penn State almost got him too. I I don't think two of those things are very difficult. I think a Final Four and a National Player of the Year are difficult. Okay. I don't think the other two are overly hard for a team with Zach Eady and Braden Smith. I can name others, but I won't. I can't really go against you, but thank you for in uh you know entertaining my exercise, Gregory. I enjoyed that. That's what oh, that's I wanted great. out of that exercise. Anytime you tell me to exercise, I'm in. Did you won 1.5 today or no? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. That's yeah. Not. OnlyFans will have to wait. You're in OnlyFans grind mode though, right? Yeah. 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 I, I plan on doing these shirtless by Big Ten play. Yeah, I mean, as the Discord got more and more, uh, I guess, involved last night, we were texting on the side being like, damn, OnlyFans would be a lot easier than this. So, <laughs> figure it out. All right, final topic of the day. Um, you asked for this. Would you like to tee it up? Yeah, I'd love your, uh, just quickly, your For All the Dogs review. So, you're asking me to review an album you haven't listened to? I, I Well, because I've actually, like, seen what people are talking about about the album you know, online people in my world. And I just want to know, you know, I like, I like hearing opinions, people calling it a classic, people calling it trash within the first couple listens, the first hours of it being out. And then I like diving in myself sometimes. So yes, I do. I would like to hear your thoughts on it. I respect your musical acumen. Do you consider yourself a big Drake fan? Yeah. The album came out five hours and 33 minutes ago. Mm hmm. And you've read reviews, but you haven't listened to any songs. I wouldn't say like reviews, but like I saw your power rankings list. I saw a couple other, uh, you know, well-known Twitter accounts tweet their opinions about it. So it seems like you're really invested in like the dialogue surrounding this album, just not the album. Until I listened to it, I just like a little precursor. You knew we were going to come on here and record and talk about the album. Mm -hmm. You didn't listen to the album. Mm -hmm. It's Drake. Mm -hmm. You're you. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be okay with that? I mean, in all actuality, what's the consequences of that? I mean, uh, this segment, for one, is not fun to listen to if you haven't listened to the album. I mean, do you not want to do the segment? I can, we can re reconvene well, I, on Monday. I want to know your thoughts on the album. Like, you're my Drake guy. I think you're a lot of people's Drake guys. It's like I, like, I said in the group chat with Brotherhood, with Zach and TJ immediately, like, after, when I'm midway through that album, I'm actively having the thoughts of like, I wonder if Carter loves this. And now here I am talking to you in person five hours and 35 minutes after the album dropped. And I can't get a feel for that. That's yeah, that's I mean, I'm, I gave girl. my reasoning for why I haven't listened to it yet. I apologize, but it is what it is. This isn't the you that I, I've known my whole life. I'm scared. Genuinely. I'm a little scared. Like you, you are prioritizing complicated breakfast bits and not Drake albums. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's really bad. <laughs> it's insane to me. Do you want to share? I'll give my thoughts, but do you want to share your plan for how you're actually going to listen to the album, though, for anybody? Yeah, so I'm going to run it all the way through before I go into the office, okay? And then tonight, when I have my my welcome weekend Paloma, I'm going to run it again. And then later tonight, probably about midnight, I'm going to go into my basement, play it off the TV with all the lights off, and just sit on my couch and just take it all in. 
All right. So you have three full listens is the plan today. Three full listens is the plan today. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. My official review of this album. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it doesn't please me to say that. It's fine. It's a Drake album. I'm never going to be upset with a Drake album unless uh, it's honestly never mind. Then I will be upset with a Drake album. But I don't think this is in the top 50% of his albums. Uh, I'm trying to like think of a bar to compare it to really. But I'm I'm struggling. Like I went back. This is kind of sad. I actually listened to it all the way through. Had some songs I liked. Listened to them again. And then I immediately put on Certified Lover Boy. CLB is just so much better than this album. And I like, mm-hmm. I really am striving for like the feeling I felt when I listened to CLB for the first time of like, this isn't nothing was the same or take care, but it's a great album. Mm-hmm. I really haven't had that with a Drake album in a while. This is much more in line with like, um, I don't know, my feelings after all of the non hit albums that he's had, in my opinion, which includes like Scorpion, Dark Lane demo tapes, like, they're fine albums. I'll go back and listen to a few songs here and there from them through the years. But I never, I do not ever itch be like, I need to listen to Scorpion today. That's and crazy because I do. <laughs> I know. I, I, well, I, I do it a lot. I think you do with every single Drake album, though, right? No, no not honestly, never mind. Uh, other than honestly, never mind. Every other one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think the one that has the least repay value besides honestly, never mind to me is uh god they all i would say more life i feel like do not disturb carries a lot of weight on more life agreed yeah agreed um i don't know man i don't know like i (laughs) i'm not trying to shit on it because there are definitely songs i really like on this i think the features carry a good amount of this which is kind of a crazy feeling is is it one of those ones though that like i feel like Contrary to popular belief, when Certified Lover Boy first came out, I didn't think it was that well received. I think and that's grew, fair. I think it grew that's on fair. people. So yeah, I, I mean, not me, per- not me personally. The first time I listened to it, I'm like, yeah. this is the one. You know, I'm a pretty particular like Drake fan too. Like, there's sides of Drake I like and sides I don't. And mm-hmm. CLB was just like right up my alley of like that's the style Drake songs that I love. Pretty much the whole album. I will say what's what's frustrating to me about For All the Dogs, and you might feel different, which is why I'm excited for you to listen to it six hours from now when you finally decide to listen to it. Uh, the first two songs on this album had me thinking it could be a classic. Like the the opener of Virginia Beach into Amen with Tizo Touchdown. By the way, as far as I'm concerned, this is a Tizo Touchdown album, genuinely. <laughs> uh, and that takes a lot. I've never listened to a Drake album and been like, that's somebody else's out. Al- this is Tizo's album. He shines. I don't know who he is. I went and listened to some of Tizo's other songs after this, thinking like, wow, I discovered the one. I don't know how Drizzy did this. I don't know how him and 40 or whoever else was in the room. I don't know how they dragged this out of Tizo Touchdown, but Tizo Touchdown on this album is not the Tizo Touchdown that's ever existed. I do not encourage anyone to listen to other Tizo Touchdown songs, but he shines. He's incredible on this. I like all the features. I like J. Cole. I think uh, anytime you get J. Cole and Drake together, that's a great collaboration in my opinion. And I thought this was like both of them on their A to A minus games. I, like this isn't a classic verse from either of them, but it was good verse. Um, interesting. It, Cole has a lyric where he gives Kendrick a lot of love in a song with Drake and alludes to them being like the three in the game, which I found very interesting. I'm a little surprised Drake let that happen on his album. 
Um, and you are not a Kendrick guy, so I can't wait for I'm you. A, I'm a Kendrick guy, but I'm not a, a, a give a guy credit for being a music a musical genius when he doesn't drop music. Yeah, they, they, I mean, here he is not on the album getting credit from Cole and Drake on a Cole and Drake song. Fascinating stuff. Uh, I thought SZA was great. PND's back. Love a PND feature, and this is a great PND feature in my opinion. So. This is like, it, it's it's my problem though, looking back, like I've now listened to it twice all the way through and the songs I really like, like there's six of them I've listened to probably like five times each. I think the the features carry the album and that's a, mm. a weird feeling I've never really had listening to a Drake album. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't think it's in my top 50% Drake albums. We'll definitely listen to it for the next week a lot. Uh, I think two weeks from now, I probably won't be listening to many songs in this album though. And that's a bummer. Okay. All right. I'm excited to listen to it and dive in and get back to you on this. Uh, one last question though on it: Where does uh ADM and Charlotte fall on this album? So that's I, a, that that'll be a huge uh thing measuring stick on how I'm going to approach this. So if ADM and Charlotte hadn't come out a day before, like if I had just discovered this today, it's the best song on the album without question. Mm. And I, I think it still is the best song on the album, but like I'm not rushing to keep playing it because I listened to it a hundred times yesterday. Gotcha. <laughs> so I feel like I'll just go through some of my favorites on it. I love Amen. Uh, Tizo Touchdown is the song on the album to me, other than uh, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Virginia Beach is a great opener. First person shooter with Cole is really good. Slime You Out's good, but it's already been good. I like Tried Our Best, but we already heard Tried Our Best as well. Um, Members Only with PND is fantastic. And then What Would Pluto Do is my favorite without a feature. Uh, hilarious song title, by the way, What Would Pluto Do, but great song. Those are my, I think that's six or seven. Everything else is a skip. I hate to say that. Everything else outside of those seven is a skip. And uh, yeah, 8 a.m. and Charlotte is in a tier of its own. So you're, you're, you are constituting this album as a miss then? Only by Drake standards. Like... It, I don't know. I, I really need to come up with a better evaluation criteria because, like, to me, Drake albums are like Take Care of Nothing Was the Same, pick your favorite. And then to me, after that, it goes to CLB and it's a, a step below, but it's CLB. And then I kind of like, I care package if that counts is probably next because it's all his hits. I even like his oldest shit. Like, I, I would put Thank Me Later and So Far Gone right up there above more life and views and scorpion and dark lane that like everything else is kind of just lumped in together where there's like too many songs. And I like five of the songs. That's, that's this album again. And you can say it's at the top of it. You can say it's at the bottom of it. I don't know, but that's um, definitely not like a, like, a, and even with the, the feature, like at least with her loss, it's like, that's, it's something right. It had a whole different thing. To, it's her. Like, I'm going to go back and listen to her loss. And uh, similar with what a time to be live, I feel like maybe that's just collaboration albums, but yeah, I, I think for all the dogs, it's just a lumped in with the big, big mix of Drake albums that are good, that have 25 songs and five of them are great. I'm excited to tap in. I think you're going to love it. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, you know, betting wise, probably a good chance. I mean, like, you mentioned Dark Lane demo tapes, and I, the one thing I want you to I, I really want you to come around on Scorpion. Scorpion is low key a classic. That shit is fire. It really is. What's your favorite song on Scorpion? Ooh, but like part of, part of the problem with Scorpion is there's 36 songs. <laughs> I know, but like I don't know. I go back and 
But like that run in that album when it's like, I, I don't know it exactly in order, but it's like eight out of ten, Sandra's Rose. Yeah. Like there there was like a seven song in a row run there. Then you get like to the end of it and you go to like, is there more? Like that's just it's a, it is a really good album. There's good song. I think honestly, I think this album is the most like Scorpion out of all his albums because there's an equal amount of songs. But I, I guess my point is just like for every eight out of ten, and for every is no. there four, and for every right. elevate. The, but this first run that like survival, nonstop, elevate, emotionless, God's plan. Emotionless doesn't belong eight, in that group. Emotionless eight, doesn't belong in that group. Emotionless does. Emotionless does not belong in that group. Neither does uh, like eight out of ten. Mob ties. Sandra's Rose. Can't take a joke. Is there more? Nice for what? Like oh, we're supposed to be doing this with the new Drake album. We're just calling that after Scorpion because you won't listen to the album. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I uh, I'll. That's what I'll officially say. I want your take on this. I think this album is most like Scorpion. And I don't mean that as a compliment, but I think you'll take that as a good thing. Yeah, that is an odd will because Scorpion's heat. But we we might have to we might have to extend this segment to next week and take up one. What's you didn't give me an answer. What's the best song on Scorpion? Uh I'd probably be Is There More or Eight Out of Ten. What's a middle tier song on Scorpion? Like pick like a like the the ninth best song on Scorpion. What's the ninth best song? Uh probably like the ninth best. I don't like nice for what. I think nice for what would be a top four song on the new Drake album. Take that for take that for what it's worth. Okay, I'll hold that in regard when I listen. Yeah, like I I was thinking like elevate elevates a top three song on this album. Um, there's a lot of other like okay Drake songs that I would say are like top four on the new album. Okay. I'm excited. It's Rihanna though. Love that. Istriana and Travis like gave him a whole 35 seconds, said the sex was average. Sheesh. Yeah. Little there's a lot going on here. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm worried about Adonis. I'm really <laughs> worried. Like you think you you realize Adonis has like a 45 second feature. Yeah, I heard that. Have you heard it? No. Like it's a good Drake song, and then all of a sudden Adonis is doing the final 45 seconds. It ruins the song. It wasn't heat. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm genuinely really worried about this kid. He's he's going to be great. What do you mean? He's operating at like a two-year-old brain level. And I don't know, man. I'm just not loving it. All right, we're going to stop right here because we're not going to break down five-year-olds on this podcast. Let's do one big thing. Let's do one. What's your one big thing? My one big thing is that I am just appreciative for everything you do, Gregory. And I know that you have a weekend off this weekend. And I hope you have a great weekend. That's That's my one big thing. I appreciate that. I don't have a one big thing either. I'm sorry this was such a long episode. Um, that's my one big thing. I'm sorry this was a really long episode. But hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope. Sorry, you, Tammy. I hope you listen to your favorite musician's new album that dropped six hours ago, and then you let me know what you think. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. Go green, go white. Win the bye week. <laughs>